0: What are you supposed to do when the one thing that made you feel alive in the world is now looked down upon by the ones you care about the most? Even though it affects them none. It affects no one but yourself. And that thing that made you feel most alive in the world also saved your life. And it happens to be the best thing to ever happen to you. Yet, the people in your life look down on it. They don't understand it. They won't even try to. They just assume it's bad, evil, wicked. Because they think they know everything. What if that thing improved your life? And before anyone knew the truth, they only saw you improving as a human being. They even told you how much they could see the improvement. What if you could see the positive changes too? But when they found out what exactly was making me become a better me, all of a sudden, I'm not who I used to be. And I'm better off without it. So you say, okay, and you make that change to stay away from it. And then no one believed you afterward. So then you slowly get worse over time and your happiness starts to slowly drain away and you want it back so bad. But if you go back, then you hurt so many people. Not because you hurt them. Not because you did anything to harm them. No, it's because their expectations hurt themselves. What if those same people are the same ones who keep hurting you over and over and over again and then point the finger of blame at that bad thing and they blame everything they are doing to you on that so-called bad thing, even though at one point it saved your life? What if you never told the truth at all? What if I just kept it a secret? Would anyone have really even noticed Or would they have just seen the improvements? Because they obviously couldn't tell before. And if that's the case... If I kept it a secret, where would I be at now? Welcome to... Forgotten THOUGHTS Season 2, Episode 6 no idea what i'm gonna title this one no idea what i'm gonna say but i have a lot of things on my mind it has been a hot minute since i've tried to do anything with this podcast um even though the time may not look like it um i'm kind of behind on making episodes just fine it happens um but I've been really just unmotivated recently, and I don't know why, and I still need to get motivated, but it's just tough, it is really tough. But I think I do have a game plan. Um, A lot has changed in the month and a half, two months that I haven't recorded an episode. Um. Not really a lot has changed. Actually, a lot of it has stayed the same. But a lot of my personal... Uh... Personal problems have changed, I guess. Um... I guess we'll start off with probably the hardest-hitting one. My Nana got rid of my dog without telling me. Didn't plan on telling me until after she got rid of it. And... Um, yeah. Still don't know how to feel about that. I'm very angry, very sad, hurt. Spent a couple thousand dollars on that dog. Loved the dog to death. Apollo's my boy. And she gave him away. It's also a gift from my friend, Aaron. And, um, I told her I'd never get rid of it. And I didn't, but it's not entirely gone. My Nana said she can get it back, but the longer that he's gone, you know. And I'm not even close to a place right now where I can take him in, and I don't know when I'm even gonna be able to take him, and it fucking sucks. Um... So that's it's a big thing. I made a deal with Cam that um, if I don't find a job by the end of the month, I'll have to move out. That one's going to bite me in the ass, I know that. Maybe not. Still got like two weeks left to find a job. I think my brother's getting kicked out of his house my 17 year old brother is getting kicked out of my mom's house I think because he stole a couple thousand dollars from her to say the least and um, that's a little insane to think about I don't even know I don't even want to know the story behind that you know and uh we're still sober yay (laughs) but i don't know how to feel about that because honestly i've made it sober longer than i thought i would really truly it's been about six months way longer than i thought i would make it i didn't think i'd make a month then i didn't think i'd make the next month And I was like, oh, okay, well, six months, I'm going to be taking it. And it's not. I still very, very heavily would fucking probably do it if it was sat in front of me. Maybe not. Maybe I'd know I wouldn't open that can of worms. Touched me on the wrong day, though, obviously. I don't know how many people can relate to that or not. I'm just scared of going backwards. I've taken a lot of steps forward and it feels like, I mean, I'm not going to say life is, is you know, is ever going to be easy. Like, one of the things Cameron talks about a lot is just like he'd wish that like life wasn't so hard. Or just wouldn't teach him a lesson all the time or whatever. And... Honestly, I think that's one of the best parts about life. As weird as that sounds, it's being taught lessons. It's also the hardest part about life. Is learning lessons. But I think life will keep teaching you the same lessons until you get it. And then it'll test you on it. I'm sounding like a broken record. I've said it before, but I mean it. Truly. I think that... Life's easy and it's hard. I think it's hard because we don't get exactly what we want. I think it's easy because... Well... You don't really have to force anything. But if you really, really want something, life becomes really hard. But the less that you want, the easier it gets. And some people will sit there and say, I just want the basic things. And it's like, yeah... You probably want to feel safe, probably want to feel secure, you probably want food on your table, you probably want to play, do whatever hobby you want to do, play games, whatever. You probably want basic, you know, entertainment value. probably want love in your life at some point. Just all sounds pretty generic, right? But then you start getting on a nitty gritty and you're like, well, I don't want to live in this place, I don't want to live in this place, I don't want to work this job, I don't want to work this job. And then you go, I don't want to date this person. I don't want to date this person. It's like, well, then you start specifying and it's not so generic anymore. People want generic things until, well, it's generic. And they want to fine tune it and they want to kind of dig into it slowly. I think it's fine. I think it's a fine mentality to have. But I try not to get so caught up in outcomes. I try to surrender the outcome. I may want a certain thing, but at the end of the day, there's a fucking high probability that I'm not going to get it exactly how I want it, that's for sure. Doesn't mean you don't have to pursue it, because there's a lot of times where you want something, you'll get it. You just won't get everything. I think that's something we struggle with as a society, maybe in the West more than the East. But we just want too many things. Nothing's enough anymore, I feel like. And like I said, I think it's fine to have the drive and the motivation, but I think just perplexing and focusing on one single outcome is the worst thing anybody can do. I think that shit ruins your mental health. Add stress to things that shouldn't be stressful. For instance, relationships, man. Just experience them. If the relationship's going to end, it's going to end at some and You're not going to be able to predict it. Especially if it's going to happen two to three years from now. You just don't know. So just enjoy what you have in the moment. more you do, the more things will work out, I think. But, it doesn't mean that it's not okay to dream. I have a lot of dreams. One day I hope to create an animated TV show called After School. I hope to have it on Netflix or another program that's popular, and I hope it becomes a a cult classic, something that people love, and that people, you know, create fandoms for, and and they want more of. That's That's what I want, like, honestly. But if it doesn't turn into that, well, I just want to at least create the pilot. And at least see a little bit of my vision and create it for myself. That's my dream. I have hopes that I have dreams. And I think those things are two different things. And I hope it'll get big. But I dream of one day making after school. And I will attain my dreams. I've already really kind of attained it in some way, shape, or form. Because it exists in my world. But. There's... Lot more to that. What else has been going on? Um, I'm thinking about selling a trailer that I own. Not a trailer, but like a, uh, like a, I guess what is it called? A, a fifth wheel. I'm gonna hopefully sell it for a couple thousand dollars, use it to fix my truck. So I have a semi game plan going on. Um, and involves this, this girl that I'm just now kind of getting back into contact with. I knew her from high school, but it's been about three to four years since I've kind of seen her, talked to her, and she, she looks amazing. She looks like, just like she did in high school, even though she's had a kid already. I was hanging out with the, with some friends and then she popped up to hang out, and uh, messaged her on Facebook. Got her Snapchat, I talk every now and then. But we've made, we've talked about hanging out again, but we haven't made plans. And I, uh, I have a little crush on her. Not gonna lie to you. And you know, I don't, I don't get those very often. I really don't. Because, like, I'm not too too big on looks. Like, obviously, I need to be attracted to the girl. Like, obviously, if you're going to be in a relationship, you need to be attracted to your partner. Like, no matter what. Like, now, that level of attractiveness is going to be different for a, every fucking body. Right? Like, you know, you might find somebody way more attractive than uh, anybody else, right? Like, if so if most of the world thinks you have the ugliest bitch in the world, but you think she's the most gorgeous girl in the world and you truly believe that then that's perfect you know but you can't date somebody I don't think you don't find attractive unless they don't and you know unless they like started off attractive and then they turned not into attractive like I don't know like that kind of scenario but I just don't see a world where you you date somebody that you don't find attractive in some way shape or form and um I mean, I think she's really pretty. Uh, I haven't talked to her in a while, so I don't know who she really is as a person. And I'm excited because I hope that we do get to hang out. And I hope we get to hang out again and again, and I get to know and figure out who she is. I really do. I think she's a really cool person just from the little bit that I've seen. And she's also a girl that I kind of had a little crush on when I was younger, you know, back in, like, high school. But, you know, four years have gone by. I don't know who she is. Maybe, I mean, you know, a little bit, but, you know. I know I've changed a lot in four years. I've glowed up, for sure. Um, So, got that going on. And then we got a game plan where we want to get a job clean the trailer up, use it to fix the truck, and then go take a out on a date, you know, the usual, but there's no telling if that's going to work out or truly, it could or it couldn't, that's fine either way. I, um I did develop a new fear though maybe not new but definitely started coming back up that's cause I had a dream about meth again and uh it's been a minute since I've had one of those dreams that's bright <laughs> Uh, Sorry, the headlight. I'm like staring at a headlight because I don't know if you can tell, but we're in a different recording place than usual. Um, I'm in my recording studio, aka the uh, driving seat of my truck. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're sober, as in super sober, as in just we have not had anything for like a week or two. I could piss cleaner than a whistle. Don't wanna talk about it. (laughs) But, you know, I had a dream about meth. And the dream involved me going behind Cameron, my roommate's back, and smoking in his house. Which I will confess I've done one time and never done it again. I've never felt worse in my life because he, he, that's kind of the one condition on him kicking me out is if I ever smoke in his house, smoke meth, he smokes so much weed in that house. It's not even funny. It's Willie Wonka's weed factory in there. Like <laughs> it's, it's insane but it makes me feel bad. And I felt guilty when I woke up. And I don't know why. I think it's because I just, I'm scared of going back. I'm terrified of it. Because if I go back, I know I'll keep it a secret. And that's not gonna be good for me. So, when you keep it, or when I kept it a secret, you know, makes me want to do more. I hide it. I'm not who I am. Probably ashamed of myself. More than likely, if not 100% guaranteed, will be ashamed of myself. I will be ashamed of myself. No lie, no lie. I'll be very disappointed in myself. because I won't be so disappointed and so ashamed if I do it, you know, one time and I relapse and I never touch it again or, I, you know, whatever. And it doesn't become a habit, but I will be ashamed if I try it and it becomes back into my daily circle of life or it'll be a part of my weekly routine or whatever. I am terrified of that because... I don't know. I don't even know if I'm really terrified of it. Part of me wants it. Wants it so bad. It's not even funny. Like, honestly, if I'm being 100% honest right now, if I found a meth pipe with meth in it right now, and I know for sure no one in the world would know that I did it, I would do it. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's the one thing that made me feel alive. Because if I'm honest, I don't feel alive right now. I don't feel like I have a passion, that I want to do things, that I'm capable of achieving my dreams. But when I'm on meth, man, I do. I think I'm able to conquer the fucking world. The only reason I'd be ashamed of myself is because everybody else in my life would look down on it. If people didn't look down on it, if I could hide it, no one would ever notice. I think I've always heard that in the short term, it's really good. I've always heard that, and in the long term, after four or five years, it's, you're going downhill. That's always what I've heard, and it's why I've always wanted to stay away from it, since I've been sober. Because I feel like if I get started, I won't be able to stop myself this time. Because, I mean, obviously, obviously, if I can't go, if if I relapse now, then, Fuck. I mean it's been six months and again I don't think I don't think I'll I'll relapse until after it's been a year I truly think that because I want to see the one year mark I want to I'm counting down the days till it's one year and I'm going to be so fucking proud of myself but that's when the real test starts. That's when sobriety really starts. Because sobriety is... It's a choice every single day. Some days, it's an easier choice than others. Some days, it's not as much of a choice as you'd like to think, but it is because whether you you know probably realize it or not you know where to find it you know right where it's at you know the right words to get just a hit or two you know how much it costs and it's a scary feeling And so far, for the last six months, I've made the choice not to. It was weird as it sounds. It was, it was pretty hard in the beginning. And then after about a month or two, it was really easy. Really easy, to just, I don't want it. Now that it's been six months, now that the, I guess, honeymoon phase is over of sobriety, when things are getting tough, when it's been long enough that you know that next that first hit's gonna be fucking amazing like holy shit i know if i do it again the fucking high is going to be out of this world and it'll be like i hit it for the first time again god just thinking about it makes my blood fucking rush But I know I can't. I know future me doesn't want me to. It's like I have to keep in mind that it's not now that I'm that I'm taking care of. I'm taking care. I'm saying no for future me five years from now, from three years from now, from two years from now, from one. I'm saying no right now so I can keep saying no. It's like going to the gym. You skip one day, you know, when, you, when you're when you first starting, you know, working out, you don't wanna skip any days, right? You wanna build a routine, but after one, you know, six months, you can skip a day. But then what happens after a year when you skip two days, oh, randomly, and then you start skipping, you know, every one, one workout every two weeks, and then it just kinda of keeps compiling where it's like one workout, and then you just stop working out eventually. It's like you keep saying yes, so future you can keep saying yes. And it's the same thing with sobriety. You say no, so the future you can keep saying no. I don't want to say that the, fu- that the day that I say yes will come, but... I don't think the people in my life that I used to smoke with will let me go back to it. But I don't have to go through them. But at the same time, I don't see myself smoking without smoking with other people first. I don't know, the more I talk about it, the less I want to do it. Because at the end of the day, I know what it's going to do. All it is, is going to make whatever i do really really fun and i'm going to stay up all night and i'm going to ruin my sleeping schedule at the end of the day i know it i said it gives me motivation because it does like i, I will draw for for hours and hours on hours on that shit and it'll come out really fucking good and i'll and i'll create my show even more and i'll i'll do game plan and like all this but eventually it just gets to a point where I'm just doing it to do it, and it's not fun anymore, and it just becomes a a need. And that's one thing that I've that I've had for the last six months that have been just amazing. Is it's just the, the feeling of not needing anything. So I asked the question, do we really need anything other than the basic essentials? Or do you want that thing? It's kind of always been my motto. Make sure you have the necessities and go after your wants, but don't need them. I also want to touch on one more topic while it's on my mind. And that's the fact that... I didn't get to call Aaron on her birthday this year. And, uh... I'm okay with that. Whatever. That's not a big deal. It hurt in the moment, obviously. It hurt in the week after, but... I think it's for the best. I think I need to move on. And I just can't move on when I'm still talking to her and I'm still messaging her every few months. And I'm waiting on the next time I can talk to her. It's like I can't live my life like that. I can't live my life on somebody else's time. On when they're going to come back. On when they want to message me. It's just not how my life should be ran. Because... I get to attach to the want of talking to her. And I need to talk to her. So I don't know what's going to happen a year from now. I don't know. But the way that I'm feeling now is I probably won't call her on her birthday next year. Especially if she doesn't fucking message me. And I think that's a sign of letting go. I stop thinking about her daily. I stopped thinking about her daily a couple a couple weeks ago. There are definitely their soft reminders, but I'm slowly getting away from her and from her living rent free in my mind. Obviously, I know I talked about it earlier, and I'm talking about it now, but that's because I had to bring up my dog, and I had to bring up that, because it's a big point. But I've been talking for almost 30 minutes now, and I'm actually quite tired, thankfully. That was the whole point of of doing this, (laughs) was because I I was tired of thinking, and I just wanted to sleep, but I was thinking and we just gotta clear our minds sometimes that's how I clear my mind this is where I go to post my forgotten thoughts and right now no one's listening I doubt anyone will, but me will listen to this episode and if not thank you for joining me I can't believe you stuck through the entire thing Maybe you skipped through it. I know I ramble a lot. I hope there was something in here for you. You have a good rest of your day, night, week, whatever. Surrender that outcome. I promise you'll thank me later.